Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free getting you ready for the day in sports betting this is point spread sunday on vsan the sports betting network oh it's a great day to be alive and it's a great day to be a better Folks, welcome inside to Point Spread Sunday here on VCD Sports Betting Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino NFL Football <laughs> Week number eight. Pritch, 13 games we have on the slate, eight in the morning window, four in the afternoon, and then one on Sunday night football where all attention on Dak Prescott's calf. We'll get to that in just a bit here. But looking at this slate, Pritch, what jumps out to you? on first look well i tell you what there's a lot of good games on the schedule in terms of betting uh there's some bad games to watch but you can still make some money but uh, <laughs> i'm i'm intrigued by the titans and the colts to be honest with you uh the colts uh this is a football team that's starting to get healthy Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that can be scary for a lot of people, in particular the Titans, this big game here uh, that I want to see the Colts and how they uh, play and perform with their offensive line fully intact for the first time, really. Uh, so looking forward to that. Also Steelers-Browns. I'm curious about the Browns because there was a lot of hype uh, on the Browns coming into the year this year. Um, and, you know, you got injuries. Injuries always influence things at times. But divisional game, both of these divisional games, and divisional games this time of year are the ones that excite me. You mentioned Steelers-Browns. We'll be talking to our guest Sean Green in the second hour about that game extensively. He'll be covering that for the Green Zone for us here on VEASAN, which you can watch starting at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. in the East Coast. He is from the Gambling Podcast, so we'll get his thoughts on that game, Steelers and the Browns. Also of note, we'll have our picks coming Mm -hmm. up in the second hour as well. And Pritch, you're going to be surprised. 
I'm eating light this week. Are you? I'm eating lighter. Okay. At least lighter. Wait a minute. I, I, I don't know how light it is compared to most folks on an NFL Sunday, but I'm eating lighter. Uh, only five picks for me okay. in the NFL well, that this is, week. That is a light <laughs> for you because typically I'm, it's half the league. I'm usually eight, sometimes yeah. nine, folks. Sure, so, sure. Uh, so we're a little more selective this week. Okay. We'll get to those picks in the top of the second hour. Of course, a couple of new segments we're going to introduce on the show today. Fix it or forget it. Talking about some totals and some units in the National Football League. Also, fresh fades coming up in about 10 minutes. I'm really excited to get your thoughts on that. But let's zero in on the premier afternoon game here in the National Football League. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the New Orleans Saints. Right now, the Buccaneers as high as six-point favorites mm-hmm. earlier this week. Now the consensus line, Bucks minus four and a half with a total of 48 and a half. What do you, stands out to you when looking at this matchup? Well, and again, it's another divisional game in these situations. When you see large spreads like that, at least I do, when I see them, I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Because I, I want to mm-hmm. dive into those games. Uh, because divisional games typically are close games. I mean, there are familiarity aspects all over the place. And uh, if you think about these two teams, you think about how they've been performing uh, this year, and then you think about the matchups, too, all over the place. So uh, I'm intrigued by the fact that this number has gone down, like you mentioned before, from the opening number. Uh, but it's Tom Brady on the road. You know, Tom Brady on the road and his team is high-powered offense. But on the road, they're averaging about 23 points a game, so it goes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you think about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, And this is a defense that is playoff caliber. Playoff caliber defense. uh, They're only allowing about 17 points a game, 16.8 points a game. And again, you bring in familiarity. You bring in motivation from uh, Jameis Winston's standpoint. You bring in perhaps home field advantage. I I think there's only two stadiums left, Femi, in the National Football League (laughs) that has home field advantage. One is Buffalo Bills. The other one could be the New Orleans Saints. So I'm intrigued by this matchup uh, a little bit later on today. Yeah, it's only the Saints' second game in the Superdome. Of course, week number one, they played the Packers in Jacksonville due to Hurricane Ida. Mm -hmm. So they haven't played at home very often. They're coming off a win Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. Now it's a short week for this New Orleans team. But they're getting healthier on that defensive line, we saw Marcus Davenport is back. David Onyemata is back from suspension for this mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints team. So that should help them on the defensive side of the ball against a Tampa Bay offense that is a, it seems like it's a locomotive. Like they, they can't be stopped. We saw them put 38 points a week ago against the Chicago. Right. Bears. You know, they're doing a great job. Uh, Leftwich is doing a great job moving guys around, and I think they're creating matchups. But this is a team uh, in the New Orleans Saints defensively that can match up. Uh, to the size and to the speed of the Tampa Bay D, uh, offense. And so Tom Brady, uh, one of the things that uh, hinders him uh, in terms of, okay, I'm a pocket passer. I mm-hmm. want to get the ball out quick. I, I have a quick delivery, fast delivery. But if it's cloudy, okay, do I have ball placement? But if you don't have ball placement, where do you go with the football? You don't have big Gronk out there. And that was a guy that I think Tom Brady could find ball placement with. Uh, you know, Mike Evans is a big body receiver too, but you got some cover guys with the Saints. I think that match up pretty well there. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski is going to be a game time decision, which is the most positive right. news we've seen from Gronk over the last month, dealing with the rib injury that he suffered in Week Three in their loss to the Los Angeles Rams. The Bucks will once again be without Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. who has an ankle injury. He was ruled out on Friday, so no Antonio Brown. But they will on defense have cornerback Richard Sherman going back into that secondary and linebacker Levante David. He's expected to play after battling 
an ankle injury. Interesting to note, though, just based on what we saw last year between these two teams, this is the first meeting here in 2021. But the regular season, the Saints dominated mm -hmm. this team. The Saints won the division, which we all forget, because the Bucs won the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. The Saints were the team that actually won the NFC South. And in that game in New Orleans and also the game in Tampa last year, that defense really just suffocated Tampa's offense. And you could even make the argument that they were going to suffocate them in the playoffs if not for the turnovers that gave the Bucs short fields that allowed them to put up 30 points there. So how do you see this Bucs offense matching up with a Saints defense that seems to play them pretty well. Yeah, they do. There's the familiarity aspect uh, that you have to mention when you talk mm -hmm. about divisional games like they're uh, Femi. And so uh, as players, uh, you know your opponent, like the tendencies and uh, of what they like to do, what they don't like to do, things like that, things that make it complicated for them too. Uh, Sherman coming back is going to be interesting uh, for the Bucks uh, defense because I want to mention that for, for a quick minute. Uh, when you think about what the Saints have done offensively, they've evolved. Mm -hmm. uh, during the bye week, we saw Sean Payton kind of evolve the offense away, deviate away from Drew Brees, which I've been screaming about. You need to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then more in line with what Jameis Winston can present, uh, enter Alvin Kamara. I mean, this guy uh, is a focal point of this offense, which he should be. Um, but, you know, when you're running the ball a little bit more or, or just trying to give – uh, Jameis outlets, quicker outlets, so he doesn't get himself into trouble. From from a standpoint of what the Bucks do defensively, I think that helps the Saints in this one in terms of possession, which you want to do. You want to possess the football uh, and keep it away from Tom Brady if you can, but then also capping it off with points be, by being highly creative uh, in crucial, crucial situations, whether it's third down and short, third down and medium, or even in the red zone. Pritch, the Saints will be without a couple key players on offense. Andrews Pete injured his peck in the game against the Seahawks on Monday night. He's been ruled out. He's likely going to be out for the rest of the season. And quarterback Taysom Hill missing his second consecutive yeah. game due to a concussion. So no Taysom Hill. And he's a big part of that gadget offense that they use in the red zone, right. especially throwing it to him. And sometimes he even throws the ball. So he will not be playing in this game ruled out with a concussion. Tom Brady's former team, the New England Patriots, mm -hmm. they are taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. This is the most bet game in terms of the ticket count at BetMGM, this New England Patriots LA Chargers game. Chargers four and a half point favorites with a total of 49 and a half pritch. Yeah, how about that? Uh, you know, the Chargers off a of bye week. Uh, Eckler, some questions about him. I think he's going to play, though. He said yeah. he's going to play. Sounds right? like he is. Yeah, he's going to play, which is key to me uh, for what they want to do offensively. But uh, the Patriots, you know, this is a team that's been highly competitive competitive even though you think about them and you think about Belichick got the first win at home last week the mm -hmm. elixir was the Jets uh, but they go on the road <laughs> it's quite the elixir I know right it is <laughs> it really is uh, if you want to get right have to get uh, have the Jets scheduled um, mm -hmm. but the Patriots go across country on long trip uh, with a rookie quarterback and cannot forget that now they are just outside the top 10 as a scoring offense with this rookie quarterback think mm -hmm. about that it doesn't feel like the Patriots are, are that prolific. And maybe a lot of that is because they put up 54 points last week against those Jets. Absolutely, and it's still early enough to kind of skew it that way. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you have an explosion like that, I, I think you start to feel better. You start to feel more confident, and your rookie quarterback probably settles down. The game kind of slows down for this guy. So I am curious about how they play on the road against the Chargers across country here. But again, I, I think the Patriots, from a matchup standpoint, they have all the pieces. Uh, to match up against what that Chargers defense presents. And by the way, that Chargers defense off a of bye week, you wonder what the coaching points were because of the last two games. Mm -hmm. What was it combined for the last two games, the, the blowout situations for both teams? 76 points 
in back-to-back games. Yeah. When you think about the Cleveland Browns uh, and, and then certainly what the Chargers had to face against Baltimore, the Ravens. Yep. Right. Yeah, no, their defense has been struggling as of late. Now, granted, that's going up against some pretty good offenses. Cleveland's one of the better offenses in the league. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, there was MVP talk, and he is an MVP right. uh, in the past. So it's, but you have uh, New England 11th, New one England of the better Now, but I'm really curious to see about this New England team because if you look at the wins that they have on their schedule, right. it's over the Jets twice and the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Those are probably two of the three worst teams in the NFL. All the other games, now they could have beaten Dallas. That was a close game, went to overtime. Of course, they could have beaten Tampa Bay, right. another close game out there in the rain on Sunday Night Football a few weeks back. But they have yet to beat a team that we think highly of. I think we're going to learn a lot about this New England Patriots team today against a team like the Chargers. That is highly thought of in the market. Exactly. And I think the competitive situation, though. And, and so when you have an offensive explosion like they did, again, against the Jets, I get that. But, yeah. It's but a caveat. It, you yeah, put it there's out there. a caveat. There's an asterisk right there. <laughs> but but you, you do feel better about yourself as a player when you compete hard against Cowboys and, and by the way, Tampa Bay. And, by the way, I think both of those teams rank pretty high uh, from a power ranking standpoint yeah. in the NFC. Yeah, it's interesting. This line, it was six earlier in the week, now down to four, four and a halfs are out there as well. But Circa has it at four. Mm. So you see respected betters have come in on the New England Patriots this week. And we've seen that in the past. We saw that with Tampa Bay. Right. We saw that when they played the Dallas Cowboys. Respected money coming in, taking this New England Patriots team. So I'm curious to see. The market seems to be higher on this team. Uh, it's a stay away for me. I'm okay. just, I, I want to more so evaluate what Mac Jones will be doing against a, a pretty good defensive scheme with Brandon Staley and what this Patriots offense can do when they're forced to score and keep up with a high-powered offense that the L.A. Chargers have down there. SoFi Stadium kickoff 105 in that game. Patriots and Chargers. We're just getting started here on Point Spread Sunday. On the other side, fresh fades. Pritch got a fresh fade. I don't. I need to see my barber. But we'll talk about teams that you might want to sell high on in the National Football League. It is VCMB Sports Betting Network. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you, because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The Breeders' Cup is next weekend, and First Bet wants you to be ready. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. And head to first.com slash guide for the First Bet Breeders' Cup wager guide full of expert picks and analysis for all the biggest races. Use the bonus code v- Vegas1000. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. It is Point Spread Sunday coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard, week number eight in the National Football League. Pritch, we tease it on the other side, and folks, it is time for our new segment called Fresh Fades. You know, you always get a fresh fade haircut. You know, I see you right. always, you're always looking tight. Yes. I'm a little raggedy right now, but I'm about to see my barber on Tuesday. So we'll, we'll be situated yeah. in a couple days here. You have to pull the curtain because you can't get in on a Sunday or Monday, it's, right? You can't, get, you can't do it. Can't get a fade every day, as Jalen Rose once said. Uh, but it's an interesting way to look at teams because as betters, we never want to really make a habit of buying teams at the top of the market mm-hmm. or at the top of their range. And the three teams I really wanted to talk about or highlight in this segment are the Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans, and the Dallas Cowboys. These are three teams over the last three weeks, 7-1 and one against the spread. So if you've been backing them blindly, congratulations. You're probably swimming in some money, probably on a boat somewhere, and, and just are feeling good about yourself as an NFL better. However, that can only go on for so long. And with the Cincinnati Bengals team, which I really want to start first here, they're taking on the New York Jets and <laughs> Pritch. It's crazy to see the Cincinnati Bengals, the Zach Taylor Cincinnati Bengals, 11-point favorites on the road, total at 43. But the Bengals coming off a massive win last week over division rival Baltimore Ravens, 41-17, to absolutely made a statement that they are at least to be taken seriously out there in the AFC contender. I don't know if I want to go that far, but they at least have to take them seriously. So do you see this Bengals team as a team that you're looking to sell high on here in week eight going to the Meadowlands against the New York Jets? Well, now 11 and a half, too. I mean, absolutely, you think about selling high on that. I mean, typical overreaction, I would imagine, uh, here, uh, Femi, when you think about a team or a franchise uh, that 
from a winning standpoint, have not been there and done that mm-hmm. to to in a consistent level. Now, from an ATS standpoint, uh, certainly this is a team that I would be willing to back, depending on the number. Uh, but when you are laying eleven and a half now, some places eleven. That's a lot. That gets pretty lofty to me for a football team that has been impressive, but I don't know if they have the pedigree to kind of lay that kind of a number with them yet, even though it is the Jets, and I get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's tempting. It really is. The Bengals are playing outstanding football. I think Burrow still makes a lot of mistakes, and you're dealing with a a young team that hasn't been there and done that. And so how do they handle success? That's been my whole point uh, all week long is how does this football team handle success? Now, diving in and, and looking at some insiders following the team, they've been talking about it. Mm-hmm. They've been saying all the right things. No, we're not going to have a letdown. No, we're not going to have a letdown. That means you're thinking about it, though, because you're talking about it, right? <laughs> it's in your head. It's in your head because, <laughs> because of what is at the end of the schedule and then also what's next week, uh, another big game for this football team after yeah, the Jets. I think that's the point that the not having a letdown because you think about this win that they just had last week over the Baltimore Ravens. It's probably the biggest win in franchise history over the last five years or six years or so because they haven't had a lot of success there in Cincinnati. So you go – to a team that is thought of as a Super Bowl contender, mm-hmm. absolutely beat them down in their building, there has to be at least a little bit of an emotional letdown. Now, I'm sure, they're like you said, they're saying all the right things. Right. They're going about it. They're preparing. They're still going to like, – they're not sh- like no-showing at practice. Right, right. But there always is that emotional letdown after a massive win because these are humans. They're not widgets that are just, you know, like just got out there, just automated robots. They're humans, and the human nature would be to have some sort of letdown in this spot. And it happens all the time, too, because you think about, okay, what's the letdown? Well, sloppy practices. Mm-hmm. Um, dropping passes from a receiver standpoint or breaking assignments or, or busting assignments during a week of practice. And then on top of that, the coach is like, oh, okay, we'll correct that later on. Uh, we'll, we'll correct that here. We'll correct that there. As opposed to if you are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road, right? Uh, attention to details yep. uh, is it, critical. Uh, you're playing the Ravens, uh, another big game within a division on the road. Okay, attention to details, critical. We're playing the Jets this week. Um, okay, we'll get that. We'll fix that. A Jets without their starting quarterback. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I, I know Cincinnati, and again, everybody's saying the right things. We're not going to let down. We're not going to let down. But you're thinking about it because people were talking about it with you. Uh, so for me, if the Bengals are, are, are that team, if, if they are going to surprise people further uh, and make this playoff run, this is a game where they should cover because the Jets are horrendous. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's from a betting standpoint, it's a tough one for me to lay 11 and a half. Very rarely in the NFL do you see an eight and a half point or eight point adjustment that we're seeing here with this line. I mean, last week it was three and a half mm-hmm. in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now it's 11 or 11 and a half in some places here, like at the South Point. The total also has gone to the under. Open 45 a week ago or so. Now 43 or 42 and a half, depending on where you do your betting. It's such a massive adjustment, but I also understand it. Like, I don't think you can just blindly play against the adjustment and say, all right, I'm going to take the Jets because the Jets also are without their quarterback. So there's also things that are factoring into why it's that big of an adjustment, but it's still knowing that you're still buying this Bengals team if you were to bet them today at the top of the market, which is something you just don't really sure. want to get and, in the and habit even of Even with a new quarterback with the Jets. So who's the quarterback? Mike White? Mike White. So <laughs> not, not a lot of people know anything about this guy. All right. And, but what's going to happen is Mike LaFleur, uh, the coordinator, he's going to have Mike White be a robot. Mike Wright's mm-hmm. not. Zach Wilson was trying to create nuance and he was trying to be something different. 
yeah. because he has that talent. Mike White's not. He's going to have structure. So if you are the Bengals, you should be able to prepare for structure during a week of practice. That's yeah. why, I mean, it feels comfortable when you think about them winning. Uh, there's not going to be any problem there, but from, from a betting standpoint and laying 11 and a half, if they're not prepared for comf- comfort if, or, or, or uh, structure, uh, and if they are lax because of not this game, but the game after one, the one that they're going to get up for, I, I, this, this, this number gets dangerous to me. Yeah, spoiler alert, this game is not on my betting card. It didn't make my <laughs> okay. Femi's five for week number eight, but... As a Cowboys fan, Mike White used to play on the Dallas Cowboys. I saw him play in two different preseasons. Mm. That guy shouldn't be in the league. Okay. He shouldn't be in the league, Okay, let alone being a starter right. on an NFL Sunday. So if you're thinking about betting the Jets because you want to fade the right. adjustment, tread cautiously. That so, guy's not good. And that's something you would say in the chair getting a fade right there. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> I'd say. should not be in the in league. In the barbershop barber top, <laughs> dude can't play. Right. <laughs> Just straight up. Right. Dude can't play. Uh, another team that is of our fresh fades, the Tennessee Titans. And it feels like from looking at the odds board what I'm seeing here, the market sees this team as a fresh fade. The mm-hmm. Titans, of course, reaching that point. Now, they might not be there. They might be an elite team. Well, it, there's still time in the NFL season, we'll see what happens later on down the line. But this is a team that's coming off a win at home over the Buffalo Bills and now the Kansas City Chiefs. And last week was really impressive, beating the Chiefs 27-3 as four-point underdogs. Now we're seeing a lot of people speak highly of this Tennessee Titans team. However, the market has been fading this team. They opened one-and-a-half-point favorites on Sunday. Now in some places, and even here at the South Point, they're three-point underdogs. Mm Even with that line adjustment in play, do you still see this Titans team as a fresh fade? Are you willing to lay two and a half or three with Indianapolis? Absolutely, absolutely, because of of the health factor for the Colts getting healthier Mm -hmm. uh, and then Carson Wentz playing to the level or expectations that everybody thought he was going to play out with Frank Reich. Uh, But the Titans on the other side, give them credit. Uh, That win over Buffalo, which they could have lost. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was, it was a QB sneak sure. away from losing. Sure, and they, they have injuries. And then, okay, the Chiefs are not what we thought the Chiefs were going to be this year. Uh, let's be honest about that. We're in the chair now. The Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs are not Super Bowl caliber this year. Man, this Kansas City team. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, is that an overreaction for Tennessee? And I think the market's kind of correcting itself that way. And uh, if you think about the Colts, too, uh, not good record at home, not the way to start the season that way. Now you're getting healthier. Uh, I think there's going to be a different level of energy on that level for the Colts. Uh, so watch out, Tennessee Titans. If they haven't solved their problems defensively, uh, I, I have no problem laying the uh, three points here for the Colts. Yeah, that Colts offensive line is intact now. It sounds right. like Braden Smith, their mm-hmm. right tackle, who's missed, I, mean, I think, I believe four straight games or so. It looks like he's going to be playing. He was full on Thursday for practice and full on Friday for practice as well. He's been dealing with a foot and thumb injury, so it looks like he's trending towards playing. Also, T.Y. Hilton trending towards playing as well. He's questionable right now, but practiced in full on Friday, as did Xavier Rhodes. So, like, this is the healthiest this Colts team has been I think probably since April, right? <laughs> you know, like training camp, they had all the injuries and all that stuff. So this is a really healthy team. And the Tennessee Titans, no Julio Jones. And also linebacker Rashawn Evans was downgraded to out as well. He came up with an ankle injury on Friday, didn't practice. Now he's not expected to play. So Tennessee is a little banged up. But I, do you want to lay points with Carson Wentz? I do. He's got 11 <laughs> touchdowns, only one interception he's, so far. He's played better right? of late, and I get what the advanced numbers say, but yeah. I also saw him shovel past the ball into a 49ers <laughs> defender and also 
hit Emmanuel Mosley in the hands about three different times last week on Sunday Night Football. They just didn't catch him. So, yeah. I don't, You're pumping the brakes? I don't want to make a habit of laying points across okay. the West. Julio I, Jones in the tub again. Remember always. Thelma from uh, North Dallas 40? You're in the tub again. <laughs> in the tub. <laughs> Julio Can't make Jones the club in the, the tub. <laughs> right. I'll Julio Jones that. in the tub again. <laughs> We're rolling along here. We're going to take a quick break, but on the other side, stop, drop, shut him down. Open up props. That <laughs> is VCD Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. We have some great news for our Colorado-based VSEN fans. We have partnered with Altitude Sports Radio and starting Monday, all of your favorite VSEN shows, including this one, can be heard live on Altitude Radio 9:50 a.m. in Denver. We are extremely excited about this partnership that brings VSEN to a great sports city with a growing audience of sports betters. Tune in to hear all VSEN shows live on Altitude Radio 9:50 a.m. in Denver starting Monday. Pritch, you're a Denver guy. You spent a lot of time out there. Second See home. You. Second home for you. How awesome is this that we're expanding. The network is growing out there, and we're going to be in the Rocky Mountains. It's one of the best sports cities in, in the country. It really is. And um, I, I couldn't be happier that we're going to bring VSIN out there, 24-7 sports betting network, uh, to the Rocky Mountains. And uh, you think about that sports town with the Avs, the Stanley Cups, mm-hmm. uh, the Broncos, Super Bowl champions, for sure. Uh, and then the Rockies. You know, the Rockies are the Rockies, but yet a lot of people <laughs> love the Rockies. <laughs> They're playing games. <laughs> They're playing games. They're playing games. Um, and then the Nuggets. The Nuggets are coming yeah. on strong, too. So a lot of uh, history right there, but then also from a sports betting standpoint, couldn't get any better than that uh, to have Vison out there in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, it's going to be awesome stuff. I know you have a lot of folks that live mm-hmm. out in that area that you still know and keep in touch with. So you'll be able to hear Pritch every single day here on a show like Point Spread Sunday. And you'll be able to hear our next segment, Stop, Drop, Shut Them Down, Open Up. Props. Let's go. Let's look at some of these props here, starting with the highest scoring game in week number seven. The favorite right now, the Dallas Cowboys and Minnesota Vikings, plus 550. Now, of course, this is probably indicating that Dak Prescott will play. If he doesn't play, I doubt that that will be the favorite game here in this week eight slate. Titans, Colts is 6-1. to one. Patriots, Chargers, 7-1. to one. Dolphins, Bills, plus 750. Bucks, Saints, 8-1. to one. Eagles, Lions, plus 850. Rams, Texans, and Panthers, Falcons, 10 to 1. Washington and the Broncos, 13 to 1. And Jags, Seahawks at 14 to 1. Pritch, where's the value? Well, you know, look at the Eagles, Lions, right? Uh, so why would you go there, Eagles, Lions? Well, mm. these two oh, teams. I got an even grosser one for you. <laughs> okay. These two teams are not playing very good football. And, and so why would you look at that? Well, I mean, the Eagles are very young offensively. I think Jalen Hurts is a bad game away from being benched. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's got to perform uh, in this game against the Lions. And then you got golf who should be able to perform against the Eagles. Uh, I, I think the Eagles, they were just in town watching them in person. I was at Allegiant Stadium watching the Eagles defense play against the Raiders. Uh, they did not look in, invested at all. Uh, Fletcher Cox, I, I think he's on vacation right now. Uh, and then you got injuries too, and I know so they got. He's not paid to cover screens. No, well he's not. He's not. But he wasn't rushing the passer either, or or he was up against a rookie, yeah. uh, and that rookie was handling him. So I don't know if they're interested anymore with the Eagles. So uh, from a spread standpoint, you can look at the game that way. But uh, from a, a total, you're looking at 48. It's a low one. You wouldn't think that it's going to be a high-scoring game, but this is one of those games to me uh, outside of what we think should be a shootout. Because all my expectations for shootouts. 
have not lived up to ex- – they haven't met my expectations. The shootouts mm-hmm. didn't happen, didn't develop. So this game doesn't look like any offense at all. But I look at, again, the combination of playmakers and lack of defense uh, and then also the opportunities for players to make plays. So maybe look at that one. It's on the board right here at plus 850. Yeah, right now that total is sitting at 48. It was 49.5 earlier at the opener, so we've seen some action come in on the under. So maybe there's a little mm-hmm. bit of value there. Folks thinking they could be a little bit more lower scoring, but the defenses haven't really shown that they can hold opposing offenses down, especially down there in the red zone. Now the game I wanted to bring up to you, Pritch, okay. Washington football team at the Denver Broncos, 13-1. to just because I think it's a fate of both of these defenses. The Washington defense has not been what it was billed to right. be earlier in the offseason. And the Denver defense, after going through a string of playing horrible teams in the first three weeks, has definitely come back to earth. And we've seen them give up some big yardage in games against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they didn't look that great against the Cleveland Browns. Now, I know the points didn't really come to fruition, but the Browns were able to move the ball in that game on Thursday Night Football a week ago. I can see this game being a little more high scoring than people think. And I know the total right now is sitting the consensus line 45 for that total. It's Mm -hmm. even 44 and a half here at the South point. But knowing what we know of the Denver Broncos, they're now getting Jerry Judy back into the lineup. He's been activated off IR. So you have Judy, you have Sutton, you have Tim Patrick. You still have Noah Fant. There are pass catchers for Teddy Bridgewater to throw the football to. If the Washington football team, if they don't have cornerback William Jackson, how are they going to cover these wide receivers? Right. And on the flip side, Denver could be without Von Miller. So if the Broncos don't get pass rush, I can see Terry McLaurin having a big game against that Denver secondary. Look out for this game. I know it's the totals 45 on the consensus, but – Later this afternoon, don't be surprised if you're watching NFL Red Zone and they keep saying, we go back to Denver for this game as the Washington football team is in the red zone. Or Teddy Bridgewater, once again, moving the Broncos into the red zone. Keep an eye on that one. I know it's a long shot, 13-1, to but that's a game that I think that could be a little more higher scoring than people think. Okay, some inside angles on this one. So Del Rio uh, used to be out there as a defensive coordinator. That kind of mm-hmm. thing got replaced. Wade Phillips, they go on and win the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Del Rio might have an axe. Uh, even though this defense hasn't played that great. You think right? he's cooking up all the exotic maybe, blitzes? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Let me stick it to Denver, that kind of thing. And yep. then on the other side, Denver's defense, uh, which is underrated from a red zone standpoint, only allowed eight touchdowns all year. They're only giving up 1.1 red zone touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they, they tighten up in a red zone, uh, that area. So uh, outside of explosive plays, if Washington can produce that, uh, you could see uh, a chance for that score to go up that way. But if you're talking about execution, uh, Denver on one side, pretty good defensively in the red zone area. So here on Stop, Drop, Open Up Shop, uh, Open Up Props, right. rather, I should, right. I should say, <laughs> catch myself there. Uh, we like to talk about highest scoring game, lower scoring game, but mm-hmm. we did rarely get a chance to delve into individual player props. Right. And I want to use your expertise as for those who don't know, Pritch played nearly a decade in the NFL as a wide receiver, first-round draft pick uh, of the Atlanta Falcons there. The receivers right now that I'm looking at here, most receiving yards in week number eight, Cooper Cup is the favorite at 6-1. to one. Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson right behind at 9-1. to one. DJ Moore, 10-1. to one. Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, all 14-1. to one. And then you have Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, and CeeDee Lamb 
at 18 to 1. But when you're looking at props, we'll zero in in just a bit here, but more of a general sense from a wide receiver, what do you factor into in terms of how guys can do from a yardage standpoint against certain defenses that they might be playing? Now, this question comes, of course, from Michael, one of our listeners here okay. on social media, reached out to the show, which we encourage folks to tweet at us at VEASAN Live, at Femi at M.I. Pritchard, all throughout the show here. But what do you kind of look forward to or look at when these wide receivers are going against certain types of coverage? Well, absolutely. Uh, targets, uh, for sure. For From a wide receiver standpoint, thanks again for the question in there, Michael. Uh, from a wide receiver standpoint, uh, you, you will be involved in the game plan and you will have opportunities for sure. Uh, they look at matchups. We always look at matchups and how we can create uh, advantageous matchups. But uh, mm-hmm. targets, for me, um, because we'll look at playmaking ability, we'll look at uh, players and what they've done lately, but I think targets moving forward, how they're going to be implemented in the game plan, that's something that I would look at when I'm looking at a wide receiver prop. So Cooper Rush, he is heavily involved in everything the Rams do. Certainly, I can understand and justify uh, looking at him at plus 600. Stephon Diggs, his targets are down. Yep, because of Emmanuel Sanders and because uh, Josh Allen is distributing the football, which he should do. Yeah, uh, and so his targets are down. But yet, uh, you know, when you have matchups and favorable matchups, and we're getting to the point of the season in which those matchups will happen. But think about that secondary uh, for the Miami Dolphins too. Justin Jefferson's interesting one uh, because of the play action game. Uh, he will always have targets. Uh, now, from a drop back standpoint. Uh, and you think about this matchup, Diggs on one side, Jefferson, I don't know what the Dallas Cowboys are going to do, but he will be a guy that's going to be targeted heavily. Uh, DJ Moore, you look at him, is he going to be targeted? Sam Darnold, they're trying to take the ball away from him yeah. uh, a little bit. So limited uh, opportunities. Jamar Chase at 14-1 is it looks, baffling looks to me. too good to be true almost, right? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> he is the most exciting player in the game right now. But again, it speaks to... What are the Bengals preparing for? What are they looking to do here against the Jets? Are they looking mm-hmm. to just play the game and get out of there and get ready for the big game the following week? Uh, because this one is perplexing. I don't know why Jamar Chase is 14-1 other than the fact that I don't know if people are expecting him to have a lot of targets in this game. Yeah, because the Bengals have T. Higgins, they have right. Tyler Boyd, so they have a lot of options. at the C.J. Uzama, mm-hmm. who's had a heck of a season so far. So I, can, I get where the thought process is that Joe Burrow could spread the ball around here against this New York Jets defense that's right. not very good. So it does look almost too good to be true to see Chase <laughs> at 14 to 1. DJ Moore is the one at 10 to 1 that I'm really interested okay. in. I know what you're saying with Sam Darnold getting the ball out of his hands because he's has a propensity to turn it over. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do that against this Atlanta Falcons team. But I more still see it as kind of this game resembles the Houston Texans game that Carolina played on that Thursday night when Moore just went off because the Texans couldn't get any pressure. I don't think the Falcons are going to be able to pressure Donald okay. like the Giants were able to do or like the Eagles were able to do and get him into that turnover mode there. I think if Donald has time, we know the Falcons, I know they get A.J. Terrell back on the on the cornerback on the, on the back end of their defense there, but I don't think that these guys can cover D.J. Moore mm-hmm. if Donald is allotted time in the pocket. I, that's one I would look at okay. at 10 to 1. I like that. I do. Uh, the thing about uh, Justin Jefferson, for instance, uh, the ability to run the football also produces man to man opportunities, therefore more targets. And I think that goes uh, true too for looking down the line, A.J. Brown as well. Yeah, that's a great question from Michael there. We're talking about receiver props here in week number eight. Cooper Cup, of course, the favorite, as he probably will be every week with his relationship with Matthew Stafford. On the other side, fix it or forget it. Can the Chiefs' defense be fixed? We go under the knife and see if we can take on this team in terms of totals. It is Point Spread Sunday here on VCD the Sports Betting Network.
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSEN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSEN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSEN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSEN.com slash subscribe. It is Point Spread Sunday, coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, week number eight in the National Football League. Pritch, time to fix it or forget it, all right? So we got some units in the National Football League that 
absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. Now that for as betters, we can play into that in terms of the totals market, starting with the Kansas City Chiefs. Their defense, folks, last in the league in sacks, 31st in INTs, only one interception, 29th in yards per play allowed, and 28th in yards allowed. Now, the trade deadline in the National Football League is coming up on Tuesday. We've seen teams rumored to maybe trade for some veteran players to get some help as we approach the second half of the season. Can the Chiefs' defense be fixed, or do we have to forget it? And how do we approach their totals in these Kansas City games? They're taking on the New York Giants on Monday night right now, and that total is 52. Right. Well, let's start with the total first because, I mean, you got to consider the opponent. You know, how yeah. explosive will the Giants be uh, on Monday night? I don't think that explosive. Uh, so you can kind of fix the defense a little bit that way. Uh, no, I, I don't know if you can fix what's ailing the Chiefs right now defensively. Uh, they, they are older. Uh, they're running a, a scheme in which they don't have the players on the outside and the defensive secondary to kind of run the scheme to perfection. Uh, certainly the way that Spagnuolo wants to run it. He can't get pressure onto quarterback two with the front. Uh, so he has to blitz. He has to pressure. Uh, and so if you can't hold up in coverage with blitz and, and pressures, and you're not really getting that much pressure against the opposing offenses either, uh, that's a recipe for disaster. And then on top of that, from a, from a physicality standpoint, I, I know Tyrone Matthews. Uh, they are soft. <laughs> I, I know Matthew wants to bring it, but he's, he's, I, I don't think people are intimidated offensively anymore. This mm-hmm. league has changed and evolved that way. Uh, it used to be well, when I was playing for sure, that there was an intimidation factor from a defense. But we know as offensive players, you can't do the things that you used to be able to do. You can't get away with hits. So you can't get away with trying to intimidate me. You can't even talk me now. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't even talk smack to me now. So I, I have every advantage uh, imaginable as an offensive player right now against a defense to me that is struggling big time, right? Yeah, Steve Atwater can't take your head off over the, <laughs> like he the did. middle. <laughs> he did do that. Did yeah. you see that play? <laughs> I, I've okay. seen plenty from him. His highlight package just went in the Hall of Fame right. recently. I actually. thought you brought that up because you saw that play. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't see the play. You'll have to show me that video later on uh, because, uh, yeah, wouldn't I want to take a hit from him, but no. that's not what's in the NFL in these days. Funny that this Chiefs defense, as poor as it's played, they haven't allowed any points in the second half mm-hmm. of their last two games. So maybe they're a second-half defense. <laughs> like, Or, like what we see in the Titans game, right. it was more so Tennessee got up so much that the game plan got a little bit more conservative, um, and they just didn't really want to put the pedal to the metal. And, of course, Washington football team, that was just – they were – just incompetent in sure. that game sure. uh, is what we can chalk that up to. So this Chiefs defense, total of 52. They're not going to be with their linebacker, Anthony Hitchens. He mm-hmm. has been ruled out with a tricep injury. But for the Giants, though, no Saquon Barkley, no Kenny Galladay again. Now, Kadarius Tony questionable. He was limited Thursday and Friday at practice. And Sterling Shepard was limited all week long. He's questionable as well. So if the Giants can get those wide receivers back, maybe they can look a little bit right. more explosive than they typically look against any other defense that's at least credible. Well, then I also look at the situations that the Chiefs defense is put in, too, because Patrick Mahomes has nine INTs. He's tied with the uh, lead yeah. with Zach Wilson with nine interceptions. You're not helping out the defense at all uh, when you're turning the ball over like that. Next unit that I want to get to is the Chicago Bears offense, hmm. in particular their passing game or lack thereof. This team is 32nd in the league in passing yards, 32nd in passing touchdowns, 32nd in sacks allowed, and they are tied for last in first downs gained. This Bears offense is a tough watch, and this week they'll be without their head coach, Matt Nagy, who is 
out due to COVID-19 after he tested positive for the virus. Can this offense, and in particular this passing game for the Chicago Bears, be fixed, or should we forget it as they take on the San Francisco 49ers today with a total of 39 and I, I think you forget it. Uh, if, if, just <laughs> that seriously. Was yeah, I mean, because Nagy, uh, look, they, they, the, the organization has messed up this offense. When you, you're calling Peters, who was fishing, yeah. I believe, and hey, play left tackle for us. Wait a minute, what are you doing there? He's like 39 years old. Yeah, That's right. What, but sign. what are you doing there as an organization? And you draft two quarterbacks that you trade up for, and uh, what are you doing here? And you have a coach that has no clue. Uh, how to be a head coach. He could be a good offense coordinator, but has no clue uh, of being a head coach. And so I, I, I don't know if you can fix it. Uh, they're talking about tearing it down already in Chicago mm-hmm. already. I mean, you, you got players that could play that don't want to play uh, defensively. Uh, look, why, why am I going to risk my body uh, yeah. further injury out there? So I'm going to go on IR and, and still get a check. And so uh, I think there's so many situations going on with this organization. It, it is beyond fixing. Now, you thought they could, they could run the ball, but then their running back gets banged up. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just – they are so far down this tunnel or down this hole that I don't know if you can fix them without tearing it completely down. The total open 43, now down to 39 and a half. So we've seen the respected money coming in on the under. Right. They're in line with you saying forget it. What do you think about – Justin Fields and how he's played. Has he even been given a fair chance to look good? Or, or what, have you, what is your evaluation of him as he's three games into his career uh, as an NFL quarterback? They didn't do him any favors uh, at the beginning of the year. I mean, he's trying to practice, trying to get better, but yet all the while you're saying Andy Dalton's our quarterback. What, what are you doing here? So many wasted reps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not wasted. get him ready? Why not get him ready as a starter? Oh, we don't want to play against the Rams. Oh, okay, but he's okay against the Bucks. He's okay <laughs> against everybody else, right? And that was the point that we were making all summer long. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't understand this. Oh, you got Aaron Donald week one. It was right. like, you know what? He's got JPP and Shaq Barrett week seven. You know, he's got right. these other teams these weeks. Like, you know, it's like now he's got Nick Bosa coming after mm-hmm. him today, this afternoon. Get him out there. They right. wasted so much time on task with this guy that now we're seeing it and he doesn't look like he's ready because he was splitting reps with the first team. Well, he's not ready because of the coaching staff, too. I mean, he's he's learning, and, and this is the only way he's going to get better is by being on the field, not, mm-hmm. not by standing on the sideline. That's not how you're going to get better. So uh, I think he's a talented player. I, he's with an organization that doesn't have a clue, though, uh, and we've seen that throughout the league throughout the years. Uh, you, you can take Steve Young, for instance. I mean, Tampa Bay. Yeah. No clue. They tried to ruin him. 49ers, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> MVP. So, right. Yeah. Right. So I, I think for Justin Fields, who's an immense talent, really is a talented player, uh, you hope that the, the Bears can get their act together uh, and get that organization in the right direction. Yeah, I think the quote that really sums it up, and not, I, I'll paraphrase the quote here, but Allen Robinson, their stud wide receiver, said that there's just – not much chemistry between him and Fields. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if they'd actually take sure. the first team reps together all summer long instead of splitting them with a quarterback that they put on the bench about two weeks into the season. Maybe that would have helped. Who knows? But who am I? I'm not an NFL head coach. I'm just a guy talking sports. Uh, the Dolphins offense, can they be fixed or do we forget it? In particular as well, they're passing offense. Right now, 31st in yards per attempt in passing despite being fourth in completions. Mm-hmm. And just Tua, what do you make of this Miami offense that seems to be kind of 
out of Funkner. Now, I know Tua had some moments last week, but also had some bad moments with the turnovers in the red zone. What do you think about this Miami Dolphins offense, and can they be fixed right now, taking on the Buffalo Bills as 14-point dogs, the total at 48.5? Well, Tua's playing better. Um, can they be fixed? Yeah, I think this team can be fixed. Uh, it's, it's funny because we're talking about teams that going into the year, I've highlighted and other people have highlighted could have problems offensively or somewhere on their on their team. Uh, the Chiefs, uh, look, they they revamped. They were trying to fix their problems. They couldn't. That should have been an indicator. The Bears, they are a problem. That should have been an indicator. Now the Dolphins, they go into the year with two offensive coordinators, Femi. Uh, <laughs> two offensive coordinators. First I've heard of it. Right, right. So to a left-handed quarterback, which is difficult to begin with, uh, how many teams have left-handed quarterbacks? And if you ask an offensive coordinator, they don't like left-handed quarterbacks because it's a left-handed offense. I don't know how to call a left-handed offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you got two coordinators to do that with and uh, to struggle with philosophy or to struggle with trying to evaluate Tua and how he can play within the scheme. Uh, it's just going to be a struggle all year. But I think they can fix it. Tua's getting better. He's a, he's a great, fierce competitor, um, and he's got some, some weapons around him. So I think Flores is a good coach. He just needs to pick a coordinator and stick with a plan and let these guys get better. It just feels like there hasn't been complete buy-in for mm-hmm. Tua. Uh, last right. year, they were trying to run the Ryan Fitzpatrick offense with Shane Tangaley. Now they're still doing the Deshaun Watson trade rumor stuff. There needs to be that complete buy-in. This Dolphins team, and I got this note from our producer, Matt, dead last in yards after catch. How do they fix that real quick? Well, you know, you can get the quick passing game, which they do. I think Waddle is an explosive player, but you, you can't throw the ball vertically down the field, too. Yeah. So you have to create man-to-man situations if you can and let these guys either rub out or, or you know, rub against defenders, certainly, or or certainly try to just get guys that can have that matchup to get that separation. Jalen Waddle, one of the most explosive players right. in college football, now a slot receiver for the Dolphins. What are we doing there? Uh, <laughs> that does it for hour number one here on Point Spread Sunday. Hour two and our picks at at the top of the next segment, it is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy... Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.